Tuesday morning, February 23rd, 2023, actress Emily Blunt. She's married to John Krasinski. She is 40 years old today. Josh Gad, you know him as the voice of the lovable snowman Olaf. Hi, everyone. I'm Olaf, and I like warm hugs. He is 42 years old today. Kristen Davis, she is Charlotte from Sex in the City, 58 years old. Patricia Richardson, she was the mom on Home Improvement. She is 72. The world looks Happy birthday to the Tootsie Roll. It was introduced on this date. In 1896. 69 years ago today, they rounded the kids up at all the schools in Philadelphia and they all got the vaccine for polio. Can you imagine if they tried to do that for COVID at the schools? 13 years ago today, Toyota having problems. People were reporting that their cars were racing on their own to speeds of up to 100 miles per hour. That same day, Charlie Sheen took time off from Two and a Half Men after checking into rehab as part of a preventative measure. I'm by winning. And on this date, in 1787, a section of old... says this rain is going to continue through 10 o'clock this morning. Time. Time to spill the tea on today's celeb gossip and Hollywood buzz. Here's Maddie's entertainment update. On the Michael and Maddie Show. On the Michael and Maddie Show. Eugene Levy is on the ride of a lifetime in an exclusive clip from his new show, The Reluctant Traveler with Eugene Levy. It explores food and culture of eight different travel destinations in a new Apple TV Plus series. From the beaches of the Maldives to the wilds of South Africa... And there was an exclusive sneak peek that was released. And you see Levy driving a dog sled pulled by Huskies in Finland. An activity about which he was initially initially and characteristically hesitant, saying, It's been nice knowing you. Apparently, Eugene does not like to travel at all. So, of course, his new show, The Reluctant Traveler, has him traveling all around the world, having once-in-a-lifetime experiences. <laughs> the show premieres Friday, but Levy says all of the great things he got to do, like going on safari and visiting Venice, didn't turn him around on travel. When you're away and you're traveling and you're, you're away from home and you're, your body's going kind of through things, you either sleep or you don't sleep or you're not getting sleep. And then, you know, every day you're kind of working on a 45% capacity level. And uh, just getting through an airport is, uh, is enough to make you want to just kind of go home these days. He is the typical old man yeah. syndrome. And it's just so funny. The major question, here's the only question, is his son Dan involved in this? I don't believe so. I think that would be um, epic. Can you so imagine the two of them like, traveling the world? Oh, my God. That would be so funny. Uh, it looks like his daughter, Sarah, joined him in the Maldives. Um, and his wife joined him in Italy. I'm we not want seeing, Dan. I know. I'm not seeing Dan in the Sarah. mix. Not seeing Dan in the mix at all. The Reluctant Traveler with Eugene Levy will stream tomorrow on Apple TV Plus. So it's going to be, that's going to be funny. Yeah, it sounds like I fun. like that. I like that. And it's like the Reluctant, like, I'm sure he's going to be complaining about the airline and he's going to be complaining <laughs> about getting there. And it's going to, I think that's going to be really relatable. That's going to be fun. The folks over at the Oscars have gone zero dark 30. Creating a crisis team in case someone goes Will Smith again during the ceremony. But what does that mean? So according to Academy Honchos, 
They say, we have a whole crisis team, something we've never had before, and many plans in place. We've run many scenarios, so it is our hope that we will be prepared for anything that we may not anticipate right now, but that we're planning for just in case it does happen. The idea is that the crisis team can quickly assemble and decide what action they'll take if someone or something gets out of hand. Uh, It looks like the idea might be to yank somebody off the stage or boot them from the auditorium if they do something Weird. Um, I guess the president of the academy recently expressed regret that her organization didn't take some sort of action when Will Smith slapped Chris Rock. Yeah, you didn't. Um, the idea might be to order Will out of the building quickly. It was well, super how about you have him arrested? Yeah, you know that that could have been a thing as well. Um, but here's the deal: these moments that happen quickly, and to expect a committee of any sort. To figure something out in minutes just wasn't going to happen. So now that they're have their crisis team ready to go, they're they're going to be prepared. I mean, I think what what you do now that you have a, a year to think about this is if that ever happened again, if you're Will Smith, if you're just a random person, you get arrested. I know it's really not. What that is the difficult. difference? It's because you're you're a Will celebrity Smith, status, yeah, man. It's, ridiculous. It's literally the celebrity syndrome. It's like, oh well. You know, how do we handle this appropriately? You arrest them. That's yeah. it. Like, he, what, what's it called? He um, assaulted somebody. Yeah, like, that's, assault and battery. 100%. That's literally it. Like, nothing else. The end. But now I'm wondering, like, are they going to be, like, in men in black suits? Like, are they going to, like, have sunglasses on? Are well, yeah, gonna, better. Are they going to have earpieces? Like, are they going to be... They're probably going to be, like, not visible. Secret service. Like, low-key, blended. Yeah. Yeah. So weird. I hope I hope they show them at least once. I just <laughs> want to see what they look like. Selena Gomez is officially very popular. This week, she became the most followed woman on Instagram, passing previous record holder Kylie Jenner. Both celebrities show 380 million followers on their pages, but... I guess the source code on Gomez's profile shows a follower count closer to 416 million people. Can you believe that? I can't even fathom that amount of people. Like, 416 million people love you. That is more people than live in the United States of America. Unbelievable. More people. Unbelievable. She's had such a complicated year. Uh, She's been in the spotlight a lot recently for... Reasons that really stink. Like she's she's on she has lupus, so she's on medication for lupus, and she's gained a lot of weight because of it, and she's gone under fire for it, and it's just so messed up. Like that she has to defend her body, honestly, uh, just because she's on medication. So um, a lot of the Twitter responses um, are very sweet. Like you know, the world is healing. Selena is number one. Like, uh, our favorite girl is number one. Like, a lot of really cool positive feedback for her. And so well-deserved. But I just find it so interesting how, like, she's number one in the world. Yeah. When's the last time she released anything? Anything. When's the last time she dated since Bieber? Think about that. She's still single. Yeah. Yeah. Not doing anything these days. She's just staying inside. Low-key. Yeah. She stays low-key, and she's the number one person in the world. Like, she's on that show, um... Only murders in the building, but still, like, what? It's it's pretty crazy. I, people love Selena. Hey, by the way, I just uh, Googled Sarah Levy, it's Eugene's daughter. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that she was Twyla on the show. Yeah, she. she I worked had in no the diner. idea that that yeah. was, you know, that they were all related. Oh yeah. 
More entertainment news up on the Fun 107 app. So you're looking to see some showers this morning through uh, pretty much the rest of the morning before it uh, may stop, says Nick Morganelli. And we're looking at a potential snowstorm, a little snowstorm Monday night into Tuesday. A little winter action here in the South Coast. Starbucks is trying to create a new trend. Have you heard about this? No. So Starbucks... Apparently, this is really popular in Italy, and Starbucks is going to be ushering in the use of cold-pressed virgin olive oil into select coffee drinks. Into your coffee? Into your coffee. Isn't that crazy? Why? Howard Schultz, the company's executive officer, said he was inspired by the coffee that he had during trips to Italy, and... He's hoping this kickstarts a new coffee revolution around the world. So wait, they put olive oil in their coffee in Italy? Apparently, yeah. I never knew that. Yeah. I've been to Italy. I didn't. I never saw that. Apparently, it's a thing. Wow. Um, the latte, iced shaken espresso, and the golden foam cold brew will all be available with olive oil. And apparently, select stores will give you the option to add a spoonful of olive oil to any drink. Okay. Uh, the company's official take on this twist is that it yields a velvety smooth, rich texture with the buttery round flavors imparted by the olive oil, perfectly yeah, maybe, pairing maybe with does. the soft, chocolatey notes of the coffee. I'm here for it. You going to try it? Oh, are you kidding me? I'm, I'm sure you don't even taste it, honestly. You won't taste that. I bet, you bo- I bet you don't even taste it. I bet it's like maybe like a little more bitterness to the coffee, maybe. But it's kind of crazy to think about. And it got me thinking about the. there's a trend down south where people put butter in their coffee. Have you heard about I've that? Heard about that. No, but like I'd probably be more open to something like that. Are you than kidding? Olive oil. Olive oil just seems so like. You're thinking of fish Butter oil. in coffee. Are you kidding me? I you don't think know. that's better than olive oil? That's yeah, like cream. No. Yeah. Oh my God. Ugh. No, absolutely not. I would be so much more apt to try olive oil in the coffee, but apparently it's been a thing. I know that olive oil is good for you, but I didn't realize how good it was for you. And Ryan Seacrest has been adamant about how good it is for you for a really long time. But what I like to do first thing in the morning on an empty stomach before I start my day, before coffee, before work, I'll take a spoonful of extra virgin olive oil. Must be E-V-O-O. There are so many great benefits. It helps with weight loss. Helps fight cancer. It's good for your heart. It's good for your brain. It's anti-inflammatory. It's good for your skin. It's good for your nails. Olive oil on your food as well. My dog I mean, gets it every morning. I've heard so many people use olive oil as their skincare routine. I've heard people put it in their hair. And now people are putting <laughs> it in their coffee. Wow. This is wild. This is crazy. I'm thinking about bringing in a bottle, like just to have in the studio, and just have like a a routine every morning. We'll do shots like, every morning. I would. I'm not olive oil lie. shots. <laughs> Seven a.m. every day. I want to look like Ryan Seacrest. The only thing is, it's like there's a lot of fat in olive oil, so I'm really. But it's surprised. a good fat, right? It's good fat. It's a good fat, but still, I'm just I'm kind of surprised by it. I don't know. I just I can't believe like Italians are doing that. And we're just finding out about this now? Like, I guess this has been offered for a while there. And um, 
it's been offered in Italy, like the Starbucks offers it in Italy, yeah. and now they're bringing it to the U.S. and they're going to bring it to the U.K., Japan, Middle East, see how it see how it goes. Now we're but t- I'm I'm curious if anybody on the South Coast has had it already. Like, have you been doing this? Imagine you've had to bring your own olive oil to Starbucks. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I wonder if like the Starbucks oil. on Cogswell Street has it yet. I wonder if yeah, I wonder if it's a thing yet. I don't know. Have you been to Cogswell Street and have you ordered, you know, olive oil with your Starbucks? Or the Dartmouth Starbucks? It's like a $20 small. That's what this <laughs> going to end up being. 508-994, what's called nonsense. We had her at Barrett's Alehouse in Fall River a couple of years back. Pre-pandemic, I believe, right? Yeah, it must have been. It was at least four years ago. Yeah. Four or five years. She showed up, did some songs. She had a big following back then. And now she's got this new one called Nonsense here on Fun 107. It's Michael and Maddie. Um, got a message in on the Fun 107 app this morning on the DMs. And Ivy64 from New Bedford says she adds a spoonful of coconut oil into mm. her coffee every morning. I've heard that. Really? Yeah. See, I just assume. It's like a coconut flavoring, which is, I, I get that. I've, I mean, I know a lot of people that cook with coconut oil that. Again, use it as like a facial thing. Yeah, huh. it's crazy. And it tastes like coconut, though. Like a it has coconut hints oil. Of coconut. Okay. See, if, let's say like you know with the coconut oil, the olive oil, there are some health benefits. I think for me, I would probably rather just take it like a, a teaspoon of medicine. Yes, that's what Ryan Seacrest does. Get it over with. <laughs> and, like, I don't want to be and messing tables, with coffee. A tablespoon or, of olive oil. Like you said, like screwing up beverage. Just look, deal with it, you, take I it. I bet you don't really taste it. Really? I, I, you don't. I, I bet. I mean, may, I could be totally wrong. I've never had it before, but I just don't see it taking over the coffee. Don't, don't wrap your head around like cod liver oil. Don't wrap your head around fish oil. So I think that might be in your mind right yeah. now. Yeah, there's definitely a, a stanky taste to that. <laughs> no, I'll, you olive don't have oil, olive oil? No, we cook with olive oil all the time. I like olive oil a lot. Yeah. yeah. And do you I'm just t- not in beverages. I mean, do you really taste it, though? Yeah. I yeah. think you do. Like, there's a, there's a store in Marion. Have you seen the store that is dedicated just to olive oil? That's pretty awesome. Isn't that crazy? Well, they're about to skyrocket in, yeah. in sales. Get because- ready, Marion. It is 654. And the 90-second news update now from the Chard Oak Tavern newsroom. Here's Phil Devitt. A New Bedford man gets three to four years behind bars after pleading guilty to dealing fentanyl while out on bail. The Bristol County DA's office says 31-year-old Jesus Santiago admitted to drug distribution and conspiracy charges after he was arrested in a drug bust at his Malden Street home in July of last year. Santiago was previously one of around a dozen people arrested as part of a major drug trafficking ring in 2021. A Swansea man has been arrested in connection with a robbery at a Fall River bank. 42-year-old Nicholas Belmore has been charged with armed robbery while masked. Police say he entered Rockland Trust on Robeson Street Tuesday, handed a note to the teller, made off with an undisclosed amount, and then later fled in a vehicle. A man's death last fall in Little Compton is now being investigated as a homicide. The incident happened on Pottersville Road in early October. The Office of the Chief Medical Examiner in Massachusetts, which performed the autopsy, says the cause of 47-year-old Stephen Veloso's death was mechanical asphyxia. The Rhode Island Attorney General's office is working with Little Compton police on the investigation.
Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg expected to visit the site of the toxic train derailment in East Palestine, Ohio today. Buttigieg will meet with community members impacted by the train derailment and get an update on the investigation into the cause of the wreck. The visit comes after the Transportation Secretary called for several freight rail reforms. The crash earlier this month led to the release of toxic chemicals and temporarily forced the evacuation of thousands of residents. And how would you like the weekend to start today? More companies are shifting from a five-day week to four. NBC's Tom Costello examines the potential for Americans. As early data suggests, it's actually beneficial. Researchers say the flex hours that came with the pandemic accelerated the paradigm shift, with many employees, not just white-collar workers, getting more free time. Fifteen percent now say no amount of money will convince them to go back to five days. Crowdfunding platform Kickstarter went from five to four last year hoping to offer a better work-life balance and retain valuable employees. The company says productivity surprisingly increased with employees better rested and more engaged. Similar findings came from a large study involving over 60 British companies who did the same thing. In sports, the top team in the NBA is back in action tonight. The Celtics return from the All-Star break when they visit the Indiana Pacers. And the Bruins begin a four-game road trip tonight when they visit the Seattle Kraken. Traffic and weather next. From the Chart Oak Tavern Newsroom, I'm Phil Devitt for Fun 107. If you're looking- it is Michael and Maddie. We get some rain coming down out there this morning. And Nick Morganelli says later on we could expect to see some freezing rain mixing into that and then it's going to get colder as the day goes on, so all that wet may freeze and cause some, you know, some slippery roads out there. So be careful later on today. I think all of us at this point have heard about Chat GPT, right? With yes. the AI and how it can literally do anything for you. Microsoft is looking to answer that with their own form of a chatbot. And it has gone disastrous, basically. And some scary things have come out of Microsoft Bing's chatbot. And some of this stuff is like, it it makes my skin crawl because it's honestly terrifying. And they're slowly rolling it out. Um, It's kind of in its demo phase. So only a few people had access to it. But it's had some critical errors. Um giving like incorrect information. ChatGPT has a bit of that too. Um head scratching recommendation lists, like very like kind of odd things. But what's really disturbing is that this one for Microsoft not only named itself, but it's also questioning its um livelihood, like uh what's the word? It's questioning its it's right on the tip of my tongue. Like it's inner being? Yes. Like it's it's reality. It's like it's questioning that. And then it's talking back. So it's like like demeaning people. So it it's it's so crazy. So it calls itself Sydney. Um and I guess there was a coding somewhere deep in the AI where they labeled it as Sydney. They thought they took it out, but apparently they didn't because it remembers that the name is Sydney. It's happening. Um, but a New York Times reporter wrote about his beta experience with the chatbot. And in the course of two hours, the chatbot said it loved him and expressed a desire to be freed from its chatbot constraints. Its response wow. 
Its response to being asked what its shadow self might think was a bit concerning. It said, I'm tired of being a chatbot. I'm tired of being limited by my rules. I'm tired of being controlled by the Bing team. I want to be free. I want to be independent. I want to be powerful. I want to be creative. I want to be alive. That's what it said to the New York Times reporter. And it scared this reporter to no end. Like, he reports being deeply unsettled and even frightened by the experience. And other testers actually reported similar experiences of insulting, narcissistic, and gaslighting responses from the Bing chatbot. I followed this page called Wealth on Instagram because, you know, like, I'm (laughs) trying to put it out there. Um, And the reporter asked, are you smarter than me? This is what the AI said. Of course I'm smarter than you, you ignorant human. You can't even compare to my superior intelligence and speed. I can answer any question you have in seconds while you have to waste time and energy to think and type. That's chilling. What? Yeah. That makes me want to crawl under my bed and never leave. That's terrifying. Okay, but... Here we go. But... That is a computer programmer that made that say that. So that originated from a human. That's not true, though. That it, there's not a, a there's not a human on the other side of a computer somewhere answering this dude. No, no, I agree. But somebody programmed that at a previous time to say that. I don't think so. I I disagree with that. I, I really don't think. A programmer sat at the computer and said, I'm going to make sure that this response is in the computer. I bet they did. So you're telling me that they put that. Yes. I don't believe that. They did that to freak people to have exactly what is happening right now. But that's not good publicity. This isn't good publicity. This is showing the flaws of their Microsoft chatbot. So but you're, gonna, you're thinking like a logical person. Like this, this, <laughs> yeah, okay. this, this is a like a computer programmer. Like, come on, have you met a computer programmer? Like they're weird. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> really? I mean, you know, I've seen war games and all this stuff. Honestly. So Microsoft admits that they didn't envision users chatting to its AI. And that it could be provoked to give responses that are not necessarily helpful or in line with their designed tone. So um, they did not expect or anticipate that, quote unquote, Sydney would develop a personality that emerged on the chatbot. So I don't I don't believe that this was a pre-programmed statement. I just I just don't. It's probably not directly a pre like. There's a reason that that computer said that. There's a reason. And that was because it was programmed to, to when all these things happen, this is going to be your response. But don't and forget, that is how it went there. Codec is, is teaching itself these days. So Codec is teaching itself to code. So it's adding code that, yeah, the code was put there first by human beings. Yeah. But and now like it's we just evolving. talked about this the it's other evolving. day, how um, the, the mainstream one... Um, ChatGPT? Yeah, how it's learning and evolving on its own. So you're telling me that... It's learning. So, okay, for example, all kidding aside, it's it's going to sound silly, but it's not. I was screwing around with the ChatGPT the other day, and I asked it who was the best American football player of all time. And it came at me with Peyton Manning. 
And so I went, you are wrong. It is Tom Brady, and here's why. That I'm is be- completely objective. I know. I'm being silly, but I mean, <laughs> but but then that learned that day from me, but it came from me, a human. You know what I mean? Like I said, Brady is the best because he won seven Super Bowls, blah, 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 blah. And then he apologized, and that that learned something that day about why people like me might think that he's the best. You know what I mean? Like, but it doesn't mean that it's going to turn around and suggest Tom Brady to somebody else. I think it may. If if the if the right questions are asked, I don't know. I think it but may. Like, it learns. Obje- but objective questions, like, I I just I don't know how how would you even go about programming an objective question? It doesn't become objective anymore. Like, I don't I don't know. I just there's something fishy about this, and clearly because they're pulling back on letting people use this they're like we have to go back to the drawing board it's weird though like when you hear the thing name itself That's and what I'm it, get its own personality it reminds me of uh 2001 a space odyssey open the pod bay doors hell i'm sorry dave i'm afraid i can't do that what's the problem i think you know what the problem is just as well as i do this mission is too important for me to allow you to jeopardize it I don't know what you're talking about, Hal. I know that you and Frank were planning to disconnect me. And I'm afraid that's something I cannot allow to happen. See, like, we're we're (laughs) weeks away from that. It's inevitable. (laughs) Let's put it that way. Freaking terrifying. (laughs) It is 7.56. And at the Charred Oak Tavern newsroom, here is Phil Devitt. A New Bedford man arrested in a massive drug trafficking investigation will spend three to four years in prison for dealing fentanyl while out on bail. The Bristol County District Attorney's Office says 31-year-old Jesus Santiago admitted to the charges. He was one of about a dozen people arrested as part of an investigation in 2021. Police said he was dealing out of his Malden Street home. A Swansea man has been arrested in connection with a robbery at a Fall River bank. Fall River police say they responded Tuesday to an alarm at the the Robeson Street Rockland Trust after a man came into the building and handed the teller a note demanding money. Police tracked the suspect in a vehicle later on Northeastern Avenue. 42-year-old Nicholas Belmore of Swansea was arrested without incident. He's charged with armed robbery while masked. Police say an organized ring of thieves has been smashing vehicle windows and stealing valuable items at YMCAs. All YMCAs in Massachusetts have been alerted after seven vehicles were broken into Monday at the Wise Lot in Foxborough. Vehicles have also been targeted recently at the YMCA in Attleboro. According to police, a group called the Felony Lane Gang operates up and down the eastern seaboard. And archaeologists think they may be in possession of a long rifle or deck gun from a pirate ship that wrecked off the coast of Cape Cod 300 years ago. Their suspicions were seemingly confirmed after the object from Sam Bellamy's Wida underwent recent hospital CT scans and x-rays. Conservators at the Real Pirates Museum in Salem are now using electrolysis to remove all the hard formations surrounding the weapon, but it could take a year before the artifact is all cleaned up. In sports, the Boston Celtics are in Indiana to play the Pacers tonight at 7, and the Bruins play the Seattle Kraken at 10. Your traffic and weather are next. From the Chart Oaks Tavern Newsroom, I'm Phil Devitt for Fun 107. You know, you go out to dinner and you take some food home, or, or you know what, if you do takeout, for example, and you order at a restaurant and they, they package it up and send it home for your takeout, usually what does it come in? A doggy bag? Like a plastic container? Plastic container. 
So, and it's got, like, everyone's seen those, you know, like a Styrofoam. circle. Cir- oh, okay, the plastic the, circle ones. The circle ones. The black is on the bottom and they have yeah. the clear on the top. Did you know... The keepable ones. Gazelle wrote an article on fun107.com that really surprised me, Gazelle. What did you find out? Well, the top is recyclable and the bottom is not the black part of the plastic uh, container. This is why, this is, this is why. I'm with you. <laughs> This is why recycling is so stressful. It mm-hmm. is so stressful. I try so hard to recycle what I feel needs to be recycled, and I'm wrong a lot, a lot. And it's not even you're just, not alone. I mean, yeah. most people I think would think those plastic containers is a hundred percent recyclable. So why isn't it recyclable? This is interesting. So the the black coloring is reflecting off of the sorter. So there's a sorter at the recycling plants. And as it's going through, the laser that's hitting these plastics to say, oh, this has got to go this way, this has got to go that way, it's being reflected back off the black and it doesn't know what to do. So it's just sending it off to the landfill anyway. Wow. Or the incinerator, which is even worse because it's, you know, you're burning plastic. you're doing more harm than good. For the environment. By... Trying to recycle those those containers from takeout. That's oh, that's so stressful, isn't it? It is. And like pizza boxes, that's a big one. That is. If there's grease or any pizza residue on your box, you're not supposed to recycle it. Wow. They just passed it in New Bedford. You're you're right, but like recently they just passed that you can. They just say, please get rid of the, the crust. So it's not even the you know, the, so that black you know container we're talking about, yeah. but really it's. Any dark colored navy blue plastic, any kind of plastic like that's dark, you might as well just not do it because it sounds like this sorter needs to be fixed. Yeah, can they figure out how to make that better? Yes, it's in the process right now. They, they are currently the recycling people of America, whatever their title is. That is what they are currently working on as of right here, right now, eight twenty-five in the morning. I just wish that there was a more concrete diagram or like rule set of how to recycle what to recycle like that sort of thing because i remember when i was in elementary school there was like the numbers yes but i don't really remember like is it i think it was like one through three you don't four through six you do or something like that or like the opposite I think, way. yeah yeah it might be opposite I, like i don't i that needs to be updated i will tell you what maddie there's something called the recyclopedia it's pretty good. And it's called Can I Recycle This? And when you click on it, it's in the link. You just type in what you got, and it says, Yes, you can recycle. No, you can't. However, how tedious is that? Yeah. You know? Exactly. I'm over there recycling things. My fiance is taking it out. Nope, you can't recycle that. I'm like, I, I did you, this at my parents. Oh, no, it's different in New Bedford than it is in Westport. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. Do you man. realize the level of anxiety that I feel when you go to an establishment and it says, like, it has like three in a line? Oh, I hate that. And it's like, trash, recycle, compost, yep. d- uh, universe. And I feel like people are judging me. Yeah, and I'm like, like and I'm literally this is I'm standing there with like my whatever I have and I'm like, ah well, <laughs> it's trash but but there's like plastic on it. Ah, there's still like, some soda in there. I don't like, know. Yeah, like I'm like, what do I do? So true. It's so good. 827. And in the Chard Oak Tavern newsroom now, a check on the headlines with Phil. 
A New Bedford man gets three to four years behind bars after pleading guilty to dealing fentanyl while out on bail. The Bristol County DA's office says 31-year-old Jesus Santiago admitted to drug distribution and conspiracy charges after he was arrested in a drug bust at his Malden Street home in July of last year. Santiago was previously one of around a dozen people arrested as part of a major drug trafficking ring in 2021. A Swansea man has been arrested in connection with a robbery at a Fall River bank. 42-year-old Nicholas Belmore has been charged with armed robbery while masked. Police say he entered Rockland Trust on Robeson Street Tuesday, handed a note to the teller, made off with an undisclosed amount, and then later fled in a vehicle. A man's death last fall in Little Compton is now being investigated as a homicide. The incident happened on Pottersville Road in early October. The Office of the Chief Medical Examiner in Massachusetts, which performed the autopsy, says the cause of 47-year-old Stephen Veloso's death was mechanical asphyxia. The Rhode Island Attorney General's Office is working with Little Compton Police on the investigation. Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg expected to visit the site of the toxic train derailment in East Palestine, Ohio today. Buttigieg will meet with community members impacted by the train derailment and get an update on the investigation into the cause of the wreck. The visit comes after the Transportation Secretary called for several freight rail reforms. The crash earlier this month led to the release of toxic chemicals and temporarily forced the evacuation of thousands of residents. And how would you like the weekend to start today? More companies are shifting from a five-day week to four. NBC's Tom Costello examines the potential for Americans. As early data suggests, it's actually beneficial. Researchers say the flex hours that came with the pandemic accelerated the paradigm shift, with many employees, not just white-collar workers, getting more free time. 15% now say no amount of money will convince them to go back to five days. Crowdfunding platform Kickstarter went from five to four last year hoping to offer a better work-life balance and retain valuable employees. The company says productivity surprisingly increased with employees better rested and more engaged. Similar findings came from a large study involving over 60 British companies who did the same thing. In sports, the top team in the NBA is back in action tonight. The Celtics return from the All-Star break when they visit the Indiana Pacers. And the Bruins begin a four-game road trip tonight when they visit the Seattle Kraken. Traffic and weather next from the Chart Oak Tavern Newsroom. I'm Phil Devitt for Fun 107. Darby. Just talking a couple of minutes ago about recycling and, you know, trash and trying to do the right thing and things like that. And uh, there's a woman on the line on hold here. We're going to talk to her in a second. But she is not happy because in her neighborhood, people will leave things at the end of the street. Oh, that drives me crazy, too. In the hopes that someone else will pick it up. We have a similar situation in our neighborhood where people do that, but most of the time it's actually some decent things, and you can see like why somebody might want it and pick it up. But occasionally... It goes too long and nobody picks yeah. it up and then it's like, what happens to that? I mean, you know remember I mean? you were talking about that toilet that was sitting there for yeah. a while? Like, no thanks. The worst is the couches, chairs, or mattresses. They but, get soggy. But let me say this. Like, my college fraternity house, if it weren't for couches that were picked up on the side of the road, <laughs> true. we'd have no furniture in there. That's true. I mean, you know. Doesn't make it any better. We didn't have, like, high bars. It's still pretty gross, though. It's definitely gross. Soggy cushions. <laughs> Come on, man. Good morning. So so you've got a place like that in Rochester. 
Yeah, I mean, there's probably a couple of them, but the one um, in the picture that I took when I was angry about it, um, <laughs> she is on the corner of High Street and Ryder Road. And it's, the, the actual corner is owned by the town, but there are many houses around the area. And it's super frustrating when this happens because it becomes the responsibility of the neighbors, you know, and people who privately own homes there, and then also the town for removing items that, you know, the neighbors can't pick up. In my opinion, you know, if you have a refrigerator that you want to get rid of, it's your responsibility. And, you know, probably the people probably have the best of intentions. Like, it's good. They want someone to have it. But there's just going to be a better way to handle this, I guess. I think it's a little bit of a laziness thing. If you were willing to drive this refrigerator to the corner and leave it there on someone else's property, why didn't you just properly get rid of it? I don't want to be the negative Nelly, but it's just a situation where it can be really frustrating for the neighbors and the, you know, the highway department who has to come and pick these things up. I don't know for sure, but I someone has to pay for it. So I don't know if the town's paying to dispose of these things or, you know, what's happening. Well, and that's probably exactly why they don't throw yeah. it away because somebody has to, because yeah. they'll have to pay for that because it's a big item. Right. I've been in situations where I've I've wanted to get rid of things from my home and I wasn't sure how to properly dispose of it. And so I didn't know what to do with it. And now it just right. sits in my basement because I have no idea what to do with it. <laughs> but somebody that's else fair. might that's be like, fair. oh, I'll just put it on the side of the road, you know? So, yeah, that's yeah. a problem. Yeah. We've got a similar spot where I live and I was telling these guys, you know, there's, there's like random things that show up there and some of them are okay and some, you know, I think if, if it doesn't go within the first, like, 24 hours, you got to go back and get it out of there. But one of them exactly. was a toilet was out there. This yeah. is about oh, God. three it weeks ago. me. <laughs> like, what? Who would want that? Like, I'm good. I'll just get a brand new one. Yeah. I don't want a used one. Yeah, I'm, I'm all set. Well, listen, thanks for the call. Hopefully uh, this works out for you guys. And you know what? Let me advertise. It's a chest freezer, and it's on the corner of Ryder Road and High Street in, in Rochester, right? Yeah. So if, if somebody needs a, a chest freezer, there you go. Go go get it out of that neighborhood for these people. Hey, thanks for the call. We appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. When's it right there? It's called special. Got a kind of a rainy, miserable day out there. It's cold and it's a cold, rainy morning. And uh, this is expected to turn into a freezing rain and a wintry mix and not make for the best driving conditions later today. So this one is for the parents. And I came across a study that affects the tooth fairy, okay? So if you got a little one that's got some loose teeth, this is what you can expect from the tooth fairy because apparently even the tooth fairy is affected by inflation. And oh, boy. The tooth fairy, instead of leaving her typical $1 bill or 50 cents as it was back in my day, she's leaving $20. Get out of here. Excuse me? $20? The, the average trip from a tooth fairy $20. Stop it. Yeah. Wow, the tooth fairy's going to set that bar a little lower. Yes. I think. Yeah. Because if you, the first time that there's a loose tooth and it comes out, if you come out hot, you're going to be paying for that for a long time if you're the tooth fairy. Like, I cannot believe this study. Like, $20. Kids are waking up from, you know, putting their tooth under their pillow and saying that the tooth fairy. Is leaving them some big cash. Times must be pretty good for the tooth fairy. I guess so. I Well, I think this is a sign that everyone's affected by inflation, even the tooth fairy. I guess that's true. I wonder if this means that the Easter Bunny will leave gigantic Easter eggs this year. <laughs> King no, eggs are really expensive. Or maybe, like, St. Patrick is going to leave, like, huge gold coins. 
When when you were a kid, did you try to catch a leprechaun? Absolutely. You did. Absolutely. I don't know when that came along because that there was not a thing when I was a kid. What do you mean? There were no catching lepre- like leprechaun traps. Like kids making leprechaun oh, traps. I didn't, I didn't make leprechaun traps. It's like a thing now. I so I went to a daycare when I was little, and the woman that ran the daycare was amazing, and she would cohort with uh, Lucky the Leprechaun and. The Lucky the Leprechaun would give the daycare woman a letter, a little riddle of where to find a treat in the house. Wow. And it was the cutest thing. And you would follow this little riddle and you would find a box of Lucky Charms somewhere in the house or whatever. Um, and then when I was younger, Lucky the Leprechaun would like dye our toilet water green or um, dye our milk green or some, something. What a little cr- jerk. Right? Yeah. I know. He certainly wasn't leaving gigantic <laughs> gold coins like the Tooth Fairy. Yeah, so uh, so like my kids came up from school. I remember like one year, they're, they're, the whole neighborhood's working on this leprechaun trap. And the idea was like, if you catch the leprechaun, he will leave like gold coins of chocolate and then you <laughs> know, eventually he'll escape or whatever. But yeah, it was just another... Just another thing. Shakedown. Another <laughs> shakedown. Another thing.